Welcome to another edition of Sex Talk with Paul. Joining Paul tonight will be Jim and Tom to talk about their own experiences. Well, the topic of the evening is analingus with anal fishers. Jamie's driving podcast, everybody. Went too far. Of course, whatever. Um, We are covering, this is our Black History Month movie, Harlem Nights. The 80s classic. Was it? Yeah, I guess it was 80s. 1980. It was just barely a 1980s movie. Yeah, it's kind of like. November 1989. Yeah, like what else do you. 89, that whole 89 and 92 era is its own decade. I would think so. It's, it's its own decade. I mean, it definitely, but it, it. I don't know that you can say that movies hit the same time as their, as everything else hit. Mm-hmm. If that, if it's as fast as music hit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the music's changed in late '88, early '89, music, music and all changed, the way yes. through '90, 90, '93. Uh, even, you know, yeah. some people say that, that grunge pushed on to 95, okay? So you essentially didn't see a change in the movies until almost 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you still were getting a lot of 80s movies in the late 80s, early 90s. That wasn't exactly what I was talking about, but I can go with that. I, I, it's just my opinion. I mean, no, if I mean, I'm wrong, like let po- me know. It's a pop culture thing, right? You, the movies, <laughs> the music, the entertainment, it follows... They follow pretty close, and you're right. Up until the dawn of, of, of grunge when it was hot in the early 90s, because I realize you have those Kurt Cobain fans who are like, they put out albums. Yes, we know that. <laughs> when they were hot in the early 90s, that killed the <coughs> 80s for good. Totally. I but think you so. still had some bleed over in movies and music. It's weird. That's why when I say it's its own decade, because when I think of movies in that time frame, like Groundhog Day seems like it was an '89 movie, okay. but it was like '90s. Like there's just these movies. Like this seems like it would be a '92 movie, but it was right there '89. So there's like this little mini decade in there where you can insert this movie there, and it doesn't stand out as a supreme '80s movie. It doesn't sound. It's, it it's doesn't the brackish decade. Hmm. The brackish decade. Yeah. It's the brackish. Decade. It is bracket. No, but I'm serious. Like, cause I I can't distinguish between movies. In like eighty, it's specifically eighty nine. Yes, ninety, ninety one, and ninety two. That those four years, or those four years, are its own decade. Yeah, I mean, uh, as soon as you started getting to singles, it was a completely oh, different yeah. genre. Singles, man. <laughs> and I believe that was late. Ni- I think that was ninety three. Yeah, it was I around think, there. But I'm not there. positive, dude. I, we haven't. We're not doing that movie tonight, so I didn't do my due diligence on it. Your homework. Yes. But see, even the stars were were changing out. I mean, you still once you got into 92. the nineties, ninety two. Okay, so um, you know you had Eddie Murphy was a nineteen eighties star. Absolutely. Okay, he was still very relevant in the nineteen nineties, mm-hmm. um, but he was definitely the star. I mean, he was probably one of the top. He had to be top five. Blade. That'll be the fourth movie we do. Okay, so. Um, we were discussing our next year's uh, calendar already. Already, we're, we're trying because we stick be to it prepared. so much. Anyway, yeah, we w- I had like months and months in advance all worked out, and Jimmy just said, "Nope, we're not doing that." Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a partnership. <laughs> we, we threw all that shit like out, <laughs> and we just did whatever the hell we. And then it's, it's like, well, it's what do you want to do? Well, uh, you know, we still haven't done Fatal Attraction. That was on oh, schedule for like. That. Almost, uh, it was eight months ago we were supposed to do Fatal Attraction. So, anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Yes, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Definitely, you know, even though he was still prevalent in the 90s, he had shifted. He went from his, and you can see that this was kind of his, I don't want to say it's his last hurrah, but this, and then you had Boomerang right after this. Boomerang. Those were his <laughs> last, like, R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. After that, he might have had one here or there, but really he started moving into the PG-13 yeah. and the PG Dr. genre. Dr. Doolittle and stuff. Right, Dr. Doolittle, wasn't uh, he, The Clumps. And was, wasn't he in uh, Haunted Mansion? Yes, he was. which is excellent. It's one of my favorite Eddie Murphy films. Mm. 
but you did have every but even back in the day like you know you had the golden child which was pg um but that you know that was a little bit that was like abnormal for eddie murphy eddie murphy was the fuck you guy Mm -hmm. um and you saw a lot of that there were certain people that were the fuck you guys and you know and you look at that and you have three generations of that in this film mm-hmm. you know you have red fox yes richard pryor and then eddie murphy yes all in the same film and those guys were definitely your, your they, standard they, they bearers were brash black comics yes. of their era your stand the standard bearers for those eras right they and were- and some people would say like martin lawrence was the guy in the 90s i never felt that i always didn't think he was brash enough i thought he was more just i'm gonna say motherfucker as many times as i possibly can yeah. because then it makes me edgy for the 90s you started losing the ability to be brash that was the decade it started to go away and culminating and- with the super bowl in what was it 2000 which which one are you you're talking about the janet jackson. jackson that was what 2002 yeah that was t- it was later yeah I but think i think that was the like ultimate that? that to me was the ultimate just enough oh uh, and i think you're right i think the fcc really clamped down on uh you know you had even the WWE. radio changed completely yeah radio uh, changed you completely. know wwe changed completely wwe they were really coming down on them mm-hmm. Um, it, it, a lot of different facets were just, you know, movies were still untouchable, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it just seemed like they were self-medicating, mm-hmm. if, if, if for the lack of a better word. I've always thought of the uh, uh, the 90s in particular as the uh, hangover from the 80s. You had all these people who were partying and having fun. And I guess maybe they either decided to have families or they decided that no one was going to have any fun anymore uh, or whatever it was. It, it just started to be. And, you know, the Super Bowl, that that incident, everything's quote, the uh, that might have been a convenient uh, landmark to to start to crack down, like you were saying. But I think that it started happening very slowly. And I think from the 90s and I think it was a, it was it was because of. I think it was because of the people who did it in, in the 80s and the 70s. Right. A, there wasn't anyone like them anymore. And B, and I mean, you can even go back to George Carlin. I mean, there's no one like these people. And B, you had people making new rules for the guys coming behind them. Mm-hmm. So they took the ladder up, and now, you know, you can't say anything without being called an ist or a phobe. I mean, look, or anything. Look, look what well, happened. Well, that's now. That's, 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 that's I'm a talking big like the jump. Over the, over the past 30 years. You'd be surprised. Slowly it's been, been drawn back. How quickly things have changed in five years. Didn't Fox get destroyed? Jimmy Fox? Uh, J- I don't When? Like a couple years ago, he said something that they did. No, that was, that was the uh, Kevin, um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Okay. That, got, that got crucified. He got crucified. Over shit that he had said like a decade ago. Okay. And that and that's kind of what's ha- that's the new that's the new normal. The apology, the, card. you know, the new normal is we're going to go all the way back to fucking 1992 and look at a Lindsay Lohan, yeah. uh, y- you know, uh, Letterman fucking interview and start pulling, you know, going after Letterman who couldn't be any more, you know, white bread is you know what I mean by that? Like he. He bowed over and took it up the ass whenever he, you know, whenever you turned around. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he tried to be he, his idea of being edgy was just you know, the the shit that he did with WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the closest that he ever really yeah. got to being edgy. Everything else was cornball. Right. So you know, I mean, just like Jay Leno, Jay Leno was very cornball too. I'm not saying one's better than the other. Right. Anyway, uh, so... So you're right, the three different generations. So right. Red Fox, he was 67. Yes. Pryor was 49. That surprised me. What surprised me more was Eddie Murphy was only 28. And he directed this movie. So you were expecting Richard Pryor to be older? I was, I was expecting each of them to be like five years older. Okay. Oh, him. no. I knew there was a sizable difference in age. but um, no, the, you, no, he just expected each of them to be five years older. Oh, you mean... Okay, I get what you're saying. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Uh, now, Murphy directing this was, you know, directly because of his success through the 80s. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you can't just have, you know, every film that you're in is a fucking, you know, blockbuster hit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when that happens, they pretty much give you a blank check and say, go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. And when he got, you know, when he sat down, he really wanted to put, you know, he wanted to do a film with Richard Pryor. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do a, uh, you know, a period piece mm -hmm. film. And the period is pretty awesome, by the way. Yeah, 1930s. Uh, you know, it's great. Uh, lots of cool gangster shit at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure that I would want to live in these cities. You would. I, I don't think I would, but really? no. I guarantee, I guarantee that back then it is a hell of a lot safer than it is now. And the <sighs> education system was a hell of a lot better. I mean, in the city. that's easy to Thomas say. Thomas Sowell, I don't want to get into politics too much. But well, I why would you go down politics? Well, because he was born in Harlem. Right. Where this... This piece was, you know, not filmed, but takes I place. wasn't even shitting on the safety. No. Well, let me go with this. Go ahead. Because I'm sounding very smart. So Thomas Sowell talks about Harlem when he was growing up. And Thomas Sowell was old. He's like his 90s. Um, this was his time frame. How, like, he would, uh, it was so safe that everybody would come, like, down the subway to go to the clubs down there. Dare not get touched. And during the summertime, it was so hot sometimes, he would sleep out on his fire escape and sometimes out in the park nobody would touch him nobody because it was safe and the school system was good too I, I, don't, I don't know anybody questioning how safe it was in the 1930s I mean there was mafia shit that went on but yeah. that was very specific you know you had Chicago you had New York and yeah. you had LA and eventually Vegas that, those were the spots where we they were too. really we gotta do casino uh, that's where they were really just, you know, a lot of mafia. Mm -hmm. Okay, whether it was white, black, Mexican, didn't, didn't really matter. There, there was different mafias. There different was mafias. Uh, Irish mafia. Irish there was mafia, a fucking... Bulgarian mafia. It, it, no, an Italian mafia. You know, there was all different. Everybody had their own everybody shit. Everybody mafia. Which is why... Chinese to mafia. A, to a degree... Japanese Yakuza. Why it was safe. Now, you were paying for that safety in some cases, but... It was safe. It was safe. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I, you know, I don't think, you know, you don't think about New York. When people think of New York, they think of New York in the 1970s. It was the shittiest place in the fucking world. But it had Studio 54. Ooh. <laughs> had Studio 54. Who the fuck cares about Studio 54, dude? It, it sounds freaks. Ooh, there. there's, and CBGBs. Don't forget about oh, CBGBs. CBGBs. Oh, yeah. that was fuck the, uh, man. 70s was the, what, was the Summer of Sam, right? 77, yeah. that's when we were born. Wasn't that 77? I don't remember. It was hot as hell. I was fucking two, so. Oh, I guess three felt left out. Anyway, so it was Summer of Sam, then we were born. But that was that was in New York as well. Yeah. When uh, Zodiac Killer killed by, right? Well, there's fucking, no, Zodiac is not. He's over in the left coast. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? That was um, what's his name? The one guy. <sighs> the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm not going down. I'm not doing this, this with you. What, this is what Jimmy's gonna be like. When J he's Jimmy's older. fucking he's with me go and over and stories. That's not right, Grandpa Jimmy. Of course it is. Uh, I don't know what this is. This is fuck with Paul Knight. Is no, apparently it's not. What it is. It's Harlem Nights. We're celebrating Black History Month by talking about one of the. Um, the last <laughs> Eddie Murphy, like, Raunchy last hurrah, 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 Don't you hate that? Talk. Don't you hate that when, like, you try to say something and you forget the hell you're saying and, like, there's, like, three other people in the room and they're, like, they get stunted, too, because... Or they just think you're retarded. No, well, that, that, <laughs> they could think that, that, but I'm just saying, they all get messed up, but, you know, they're laughing at you, but they themselves Can't are so it. insecure <laughs> that, you know, they don't want to say anything. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to be the one. They don't want to be the one guy, like, what do you think about? Well, I don't know, you know, like, you'll be talking about something, 
Say, I don't know about that. Or like, you know, I lost my train. That's not right. Like, what, like, what do you think about that? You're like, well, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> you know, you want to sound smart, but you really don't know the hell he's talking about. It's life, people. Right. That's life. When you're at your friend's house and you bring up a subject that they don't know anything about, they're going to nod along with you. They're going to remember that time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that one movie? Yeah, I remember that. I saw that movie. Nobody saw that damn movie. Mm-hmm. Which movie? Nobody read that book. I probably did. Well, we know how. I don't know, know if I read the book, but I definitely saw the fucking movie. Books are for readers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's be able funny. To read. <laughs> this is funny to me. Uh, anyway, so Harlem Nights came out November seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, did sixteen million uh, to come out number one in the box office. It's opening week. Mm-hmm. November's a good month to come out in the box office if it's a, a smaller movie, especially comedy. Uh, true. Uh, it totaled at sixty point eight million, which was nineteenth for the year. Yeah. Uh, it opened up against "Look Who's Talking," which Ooh. had been out for six weeks at the time, but was still going strong. And that's "Look Who's Talking." <laughs> that's starring um, Travolta, Christy Alley, Christy Alley, John Travolta. That's not what I said. No, no, no. We we kept mixing up. Uh, the, remember last time? Uh, look who was and, uh, three, three men, men and a, and a, three men and a baby. And a baby. Yeah. And we kept mixing up the casts. Would it be three men and a baby? Uh, three men and a little lady now, or would it be like three men and uh, we're not sure in a gender confused child toddler? Uh, All you can do is mock it at this point. Oh yeah, dude! Mock I, it until just mock with, it with a, with, a, with special guests. Don't don't yell. Dr. Don't Dr. Dr. Ram Paul. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> tore it up today. Don't yell. I don't know what don't he did scream. today. Don't scream. I haven't looked at. He, he tore up anything. The dude from Pennsylvania. <clears throat> don't just mock him. Mock him relentlessly. Oh, you mean Z? Is that who he tore up? Who's Z? Who's Z? You know the the Z, the, the yeah, sure the Z, the Z. Doctor Levine, the the assistant, the nominee for the yes, assistant that secretary. One. Yes. Yeah, the the only the only uh, I think assistant to any department in the history of the fucking country <laughs> that anybody's ever heard of. Yeah. Well, we we actually, to be fair, I think we did. I I, I remember hearing from the assistant secretary of state. There we go. Um, and and defense, but honestly, you don't you never hear from them unless you have to. What was their name? Unless you have to. <laughs> What's their fucking name? I remember seeing them, but I can't remember. Their well, name. That, then then you did, that <laughs> proves my fucking the premise, point. Well, the premise here was we you never theme. you never you never hear from There's them. There's a solid theme do. going on. But yeah. you do. There's a solid theme of fucking with Paul. No, and no, I'm done with it now. With Tom, no but way. You you, this is the theme. Tom's now. like, I'm like, oh, no. no one's ever heard of it, and Tom's like, oh yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> well, I, I know them all. I remember seeing them. I collect the fucking tops cards. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Dun I Russ. have a whole set. <laughs> the Dunruss. <laughs> rookie, right? Right, rookie. Have a whole set. Uh, also, her picture is awful. The Little Mermaid. Little Mer- Little Mermaid, a whole yeah. new world, right? A whole new world. Steel Magnolias. The ride in Disney World is a whole new world just to get away from everything. Just go on that plastic ride. Do they have a Little Mermaid they the do. ride? It's <laughs> just a rehash of the movie. It's not very inventive. So, so, <laughs> so this past time. And they just play the whole new world the entire yes. time you're on the ride? There's like five different. Just like. Uh, well, that's Aladdin. No, they say under the sea. Under the sea the entire time. Oh, under the sea. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, now you're fucking with me again. No, I really thought it was a whole new world. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so so you know I how like the Disney World, world rides, <laughs> those, the, 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 the moving ride, where they call them, where there's a name for those rides where you move. Uh, dark ride? Well, dark ride, like people move or something like that. They call it like um, they, it's called the Omni Mover. Omni Mover. That's the technology. So it's like it has that hard plastic seat that you yeah. sit on, okay? Yeah, yeah. So Just like um, what's the uh, – it's a small world after all where yeah. it's just like a big fucking well, – That's a boat. Like, yeah, you like the boat. Yeah, but it's not a real boat. It's oh, just a – f- it's, it's a real boat. Is it? Like you can go out. Just can You could sail back to here. I think he's fucking full of shit. No. I just think he's just messing no, with me constantly. No, it's boats. They're boats. Okay. The reason it's called a small world is because the boat is small. What about the, what? The boat is huge. The boat that you're in? Yes. It's small. It's like six passengers. No. Hmm. Then maybe I'm getting it confused. What was? Well, what's the Peter Pan one then? The flight of Peter Pan. Yeah. How That's many? A, how many people fit in that? Four. Three. 
than no, that. Well, no, it's, dude. Well, then it's two adults then and a kid. because I remember the one was fucking huge. Like there was rows and rows of people. That was um, that was Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates has like that's a boat four too. rows and there's a boat. That's a boat. Uh, uh, you know what? I haven't been to Disney other in like yeah, in the ride. You, yeah. you encounter other fucking boats. shit. I don't think I've Ships. been there since fifteen years almost. Fifteen years. Well, let me tell you about this story. Does it have anything to do with Harlem Nights? Or boats. I'm trying to think if I can make it fit. Well, if you can make it fit. Steel with, Magnolias. With Harlem Nights and boats. All dogs go to heaven. You get a star. And Prancer. So it opened up against three kids movies. <laughs> what kind of bizarre, fucked up release is that? Well, the release You've that got I had was at the, the aerial ride. Because I literally farted. Like, you know, that hard plastic sea. And you, you're, like, surrounded by this seashell. I give this up. This half seashell. And it acts as a projector. <laughs> so I made sure. You're with Ayana. I'm like, watch this. So I made sure to spread my cheeks to get all of it against an hard plastic. It just barrels down as I'm looking at Ariel dancing in front of me. Everybody must have heard it because it was it was phenomenally loud. And they're probably looking around. I, I, <laughs> I know. You know, I can see because you're hidden. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> that was the best release ever. So go ahead and keep going. Sounds like it should have been released during the summer. <laughs> That's even better. That humid air just sticks around, sticks to people's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you were like younger or like in your 20s and, you know, you, you actually cared about, you know, what other people thought about you? Mm. Now I just walk in the parks. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I've given a shit since 10th grade. Really? I learned from the worst. I learned from my dad. We would always go out. We would always go. <laughs> He'd wait for a kid at ass level to walk by. He would just release <laughs> So fucked up. Anyway, let's go back to the releases. That's like my fucking my daughter's cat. Oh, the no. cat will be on Pass. the other side of the fucking room, and he'll come up and he'll start getting right up on your lap, and he'll get right up in your face and act like he's, you know, your friend, and then he'll fucking fart on you and run away. He is a cocksucker. He is a piece of shit. He runs away is the best part. He does, dude. Every fucking time. It's like, comes up, starts purring. He runs away. And then he looks you in the fucking eye and just farts and runs away. And you can taste that shit. It is so accurate. Especially in the summertime. When it's it's, I mean, it's not, only a, it's not only a fart. It's an animal fart. <laughs> it's it animal is fart. horrible. It's because they're eating that, like, that remanufactured cat food oh. that has like, bird guts in it's, there. What kind of trash do we have? Let's put that <laughs> in there. He sat there the other day, and my daughter was laying on the couch, and we were watching, I don't remember what. Harlem so, Nights. <laughs> Harlem Nights here. And the fucking cat was got up on her chest, and then turned around and faced his ass no. right in her face, no. farted, and <laughs> ran away. <laughs> and she's like, I dig it right in my face. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, laughing my ass out. Yeah, and then not? next thing I know, it hits me, and I'm like, oh, my oh, God, that is animal. They're, they are wor- they're toxic. I think he's trying to tell you something. It's horrible. They're toxic. Not sure what. Yeah, like give me <laughs> some different food. He's a piece of food. shit is what he blue is. diamond. Dude, we didn't do our sponsors. Uh, we keep Christ, we didn't fun. do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure to uh, go to Duck, Brian Griffiths. He'll be here in, I think, a month or now. What is it, DuckPin.com? DuckPin.com. Is, okay. uh, the bill's going out soon. Bill's due for sponsoring the show. He's going to be uh, going to be with It's like him. a nickel a show, right? And if, yeah, no, no. It's more than that. And 200 bucks a show. So we're going to be sending him the bill. Anyway, so he's going to be here in a few weeks uh, for our WrestleMania With show. With a check. <laughs> the WrestleMania show this year, I think we're doing The Wrestler, The Wrestler, right? yeah. yeah. It's a little bit outside of our time frame. We like to stick to the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But and I think it's not exactly the kind of film that I would do for a wrestling movie, but, I mean, it is a wrestling movie. It's more of a drama, less yeah. of a wrestling movie. Okay. What wrestling movie would you recommend? Uh, what was the one with uh, Hogan as the nanny? 
That's not a wrestling movie. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. The Wrestler a is a wrestling movie. You're it's talking a, about... It's a movie with wrestlers. Freaking killing off your career. Oh, yeah. And and that's what's wonderful about it. Well, if it's a, if you just want to do a movie with wrestlers, why don't you just do The Princess Bride? That's The Giant. Because that's too good. I'm just too good. The Giant is now in AEW now. Or, uh, yeah, well, Paul White. Yeah, yeah. Paul White. No, hold, uh, no Holds Bar. How about that? We didn't do no we did that. That's no. the that's a great movie. Well, way to keep up. That's in the archives for those uh, at home enjoying the show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Harlem no, Nights. We're doing wrestling. The wrestler. Uh, okay. This year, Harlem Nights. Go back to Harlem Nights. Okay. Get back on what? topic here. What are we fucking? I don't okay, know where we, we left off. We talked about all dogs go to heaven. I was just saying that it, <laughs> that you had three this, comedies. You had three kids movies. Yeah. Technically, look who's talking was still out. Yeah. Came out the same exact time as one of the raunchiest comedies in yeah. the history of Harlem the world. Nights. Harlem Nights today. is it's, it's for the, the kids for the, for the families without kids because you got to throw them a bone, right? Well, you yeah. Three, three and then you had Steel Magnolias for as the chick flick. That's what like. Dolly Parton, right? Dolly Parton's in Steel Magnolias. I, yes, I believe yeah. so. And can't remember. Uh, was it Ro- um, Julia Roberts in that one? It's been so long since I've seen it, I can't remember. I don't know. I, I don't I'm know. pretty sure that she was in that one, but I'm not positive at this point. Doesn't really matter. Um, they, I, I found that the movie was loosely based on a Jewish gangster named Dutch Schultz. Dutch Schultz? Who was uh, feuding with blank gangster... Black gangster Black ga- Bumpy gangster. Johnson over the control of Harlem's lucrative numbers mm-hmm. gambling racket in mm-hmm. the mid-30s. Yeah, Dutch Shaw, the black ga- gangster Bumpy Johnson in the mid-30s. <clears throat> yeah, you got the same thing. I yep, did. yep, exactly. This is Murphy's uh, directing debut. Yep. Yep. The word fuck is in the movie 133 times. 133 times. Which is no longer the record. The record, of course, is Martin Lawrence's Lawrence. stand-up, which was, I don't know, something Ridiculous. like 400 times. That's just obscene. Well, that's why I said it. he wasn't he wasn't brash or anything. He was just, like, trying to – it was like uh, a bad rip-off of, uh, uh, you know, um, a, a jock, mm-hmm. a shock jock. Yeah. Christ, I, I couldn't think of the fucking word. Anyway – so, but this is apparently this is the reason why there's metal detectors in in the theaters. They introduced uh, metal detectors uh, after leasing them. Uh, wait, shit, that's not. Yeah, two it. people were shot. Yeah, two people. Two in Southfield, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie opened in the AMC Americana Eight. A patron shot two people in the theater. Let's go on a date, honey. Get some popcorn, some soda, and a little exploded coal in it. This led to so much commotion, two police officers later killed him. This incident made the theaters cancel the showings of Harlem Nights. After this, the theaters installed permanent metal detectors. In that theater, though. In that theater, yeah. 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 And, of course, you have a politician coming out there saying that some media glorifies violence. You know. Yeah, which is nonsense, too. It's, it's I mean, this bullshit. this didn't this movie didn't get somebody to fucking shoot somebody. No. This, this movie... Just like... Grand it's Theft a goddamn Auto, comedy. It's a comedy. It's a fucking ridiculous concept. Uh, Murphy also, of course, was the main star. Mm-hmm. I said it was his directorial Director debut. Director writing. He wrote... He was thing. the sole writer on yeah. the film and the executive producer. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, jack of all trades on this particular film, which was bad because in 1989, apparently he... Seem to have a an affection for cocaine. Yeah, that's another thing about the eighties. <laughs> cocaine, cocaine in the eighties. There was a lot of it. It was there was a lot of it. Yeah, it wasn't until like nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine that you started having crack. Yeah, and that was when, and there was a definite division between cocaine and crack. Yes, like it, it was a, a it was whole... a, it was based on race mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also based on availability, area. availability yeah. area. So yep. like the up, you know, the upper scale assholes were getting the cocaine. Yeah, because they had the time to. Another thing we didn't realize about cocaine: crack. Crack is a quick hit. It's a quick hit, and the preparation is nil. 
Whereas the cocaine, you got to take it out of the bag and then do the thing with the razor blade on the mirror. Yeah, you know? or just not do any of that and I've do a fucking I've eight ball. I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the cocaine. <laughs> I've seen the Netflix show episode. Of course, I've been reading about crack things. and cocaine for a while. Yeah. About criminal justice and well, shit. Well, cocaine is a mellow hit that is supposed to make you, you know, more aggressive and more. Uh, what does it feel like? What does it feel like? I never got much out of it. Really? Like, I always, it, it kind of made my, gave me a little bit of a warm feeling. Um, and it was supposed to make you more aggressive and, and more active, for the lack of a better word. Didn't really do that for me. Of course, we did an awful lot, mm-hmm. so it's hard to say. Um, crack, on the other hand, is a very quick hit. Mm-hmm. So it's like you hit the crack, and the crack hits you back. Oh, really? Uh, it's pretty fucking fast. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard hit, but it doesn't last. It's so, like Oh, no, it's it's a little longer than that. It, I mean, it's probably closer to, you know, like a 25-minute hit, but... Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't last as long as cocaine does. Cocaine can last in your system, you know, upwards to like you know six to eight hours, oh, God, depending really? on what huh. kind of you know how much you do or whatever That's else. Because it it gets into your blood screen, screen eh, blood stream versus crack, which basically gets into your lungs and gets into your uh, blood that way. See, I didn't know that. I didn't go that far. I just, I just. Talk about the criminal justice side of it and learn about that and the availability of crap. Well, I, I don't like to talk about things unless I, you know, fully practice them. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to embrace that, that, that. Paul goes like, all the way for his roles. Yes, he does. Yeah, I did, I did like four really big rails just watching this movie because I wanted to make sure. That you wanted to make sure that. Yeah, right you off. You want the, to know what Murphy, where Murphy's head was at? What I did was I shaved the cat's asshole and just took it right off of his ass. Oof, that's, we figured he farted in his <laughs> face, so it might as well. <laughs> yeah, he just farted it right over. Yeah, the that's head. it. He, like, he just blew it right in the blew it right <laughs> a big fucking puff of smoke right in my face. It was great. Up your nose, right? Just yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, automate the process. Directional. <laughs> you don't have to bend down and hurt your neck. It's twenty twenty one. Anyway, um, this movie wa- won, or well, it was nominated for two Golden Raspberries, Worst Director and what Worst. Say, the golden Raspberries, for those who don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess like that's true. It's the, like the, you had the Oscars that nobody cares about. Right. The Tonys that nobody cares but about. But back in 1989, people cared about the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And the they Golden did. Raspberries were, they've the, been replaced with something else recently haven't they yes. what's the new one called i can't remember um the silver raspberries no fuck off it, it basically it, it's it's the worst movies of the year yes so and you the know. worst actors and the worst music and and it's weirdly actors. enough there's been this isn't the first time or the last time but this was a situation where they were up for an academy award for this movie because of the uh uh, their outfits, mm-hmm. the you know all the um the clothing that was in the movie was, was pretty they, cool. Oh, and it looked good. I want to dress like that. Would you want to dress like a gangster? I you know I would totally dress. I like would a love to look like that. You'd wear a damn fedora, but I around. would sweat my fucking ass off. I mean, you see me. I mean, it's two feet of snow, and I'm in shorts. So yeah. it's just I can't. I you, couldn't you, do it you anymore. Can't do that. Well, what we could do is we could I would all love have it, oversized scarves too that like drag behind us. <laughs> Just yeah, massive scarves that could like you know double as like a a sail for a boat or something like that. Sure, walk around all cool. I'd, I'd have an oversized fedora too. Yeah, I I mean I I, stripe, I thought that that, that look was fucking awesome. Cane. Yeah, that that was all. That's when that's when people cared about what they look like. Nobody cares about what they look like, especially no. now. <laughs> this past nobody year, fucking, nobody. after this year, nobody gives two <laughs> nobody shits. Nobody cares. Now that you're, you know, I mean, not even on fucking TV. They yeah. just don't care hey, anymore. Everybody's like, you go out now and go shopping. Every single woman is wearing so lazy. yoga pants. So lazy. They oh, just pretty much, throw yeah. those yoga pants on. It's easy, man. And and I don't feel, you know, good, good well, on Well, you, you don't feel bad anymore because you just walk in there with your balls hanging out. And that's, don't. you've got the breeze, you're never going to sweat again. Well... I mean, they, I used to have a lot of holes in my pants. I can tell you that's that. fine. Anyway, Why so would you uh, want to pay money when ninety percent of the clo- the cloth still works. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, that should be your choice. So it, it was nominated for Worst Director and Worst Screenplay. And really? And won for Worst Screenplay. For the Golden Raspberries. The goal, so, so... The Oscar it was for, didn't they didn't win their Oscar, no. but they were up for Best Costume and Dress. No. Uh, and then they they were up for Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, and they won for Worst Screenplay. Okay. Uh, it also got Worst Picture at the Hastings Bad Cinema never Society's 12th Stinker Bad stinker. Movie Awards, Man, which I've never fucking heard of that stinkers. either. <laughs> never fucking heard of that one. I don't know what that is. It sounds like Flatulence. bullshit to me. So anyway. Hmm. So, too, too bad. so do we actually want to discuss the movie uh, we're, itself? Yeah, we're, we're, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here. We're going to discuss Harlem Nights. Overall, are there any scenes? The one scene that always has stuck out with me from this from this movie um, is when they're all firing. Yes, it's my <laughs> fucking favorite scene in the movie. I made my daughter come down just so she could see that. And, and it's not, and it's just like, it's almost like a fucking inside joke, but it's so goddamn funny. So essentially, you have Arsenio Hall, who plays the crying man. That's his yeah. name. But he's actually uh, Smalls' brother. Mm -hmm. And um, Smalls got killed by the gangster. Mm -hmm. and But Arsenio Hall thinks Eddie Murphy, who's, who plays Quick, he thinks that Quick killed him. Mm -hmm. So he's trying, to kill, he's trying to kill Quick. And they're in the fucking car, and he's <laughs> crying his ass off. <laughs> The whole fucking time. And, <laughs> and Eddie Murphy, like, jams on the brake, so they hit the back of his car, and the fucking machine guns go off, and they kill <laughs> Junior in the front seat. And <laughs> and you have the one guy, I wish I could remember his fucking name. He was like, he broke my nose, man! <laughs> um, essentially, they, they stop, and Eddie Murphy jumps out of the car and jumps into a window. And they're standing in the street. So why don't you pick it up there? Because this is this is my favorite scene in this fucking movie. <laughs> so they're they're standing with the guns, and it's like there's three of them, right? And the midget. No, no, no. There's there's the two guys with the the Tommy guns, uh -huh. and the fat guy, the shorter <laughs> sorry, fat guy. The short fa well, the shorter fat. Sorry, the shorter fat guy. So they're firing up this this uh, this place with the Tommy guns, and every time they stop. The fat guy takes his pea shooter and goes like, it's like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> he gets to the point where Murphy's like, wait, we do that. <laughs> what does he say? Arsenio Hall. Oh, yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> just, what the hell are you doing with that little gun? What are you going to do with that? <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Hold on. So... He just they they're shooting and shooting and, and and Eddie Murphy's like you know I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about you might as well just let me go oh really <laughs> oh really yeah you're on it <laughs> and I know you had something to do with what happened to my brother, Quick. Yo, man, I don't know what you're talking about. That's bullshit, man. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you broke my nose, man. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm gonna say it one more time. I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. And I think that y'all let me go.
So <laughs> it ends up with Eddie Murphy saying, fuck this, gets up, takes three shots, and then everything just goes quiet. And he looks up, he shot all three fucking guys and they're dying. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That, that still sticks me when I was a kid. That man. fucking scene is wonderful. It is wonderful, yeah. That and, of course, the fight scene with Della Reese and Eddie Murphy where he's, I'm going to oh, yeah. shoot your pinky toe off. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Those two goddamn scenes are hilarious. Unfortunately, the rest of the movie... Does not hold up. Hold when up. I was a kid, this was one of my yeah. absolute favorite fucking movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was a very big, you know, First Amendment kind of guy. So I loved Carlin. I wasn't a huge fan of Pryor, mm-hmm. but it was weird. Like, Pryor movies, I loved Pryor's movies, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a fan of his stand-up for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I agree, I agree. I agree. I, and it was Eddie just Murphy, be- opposite, he was fantastic. So. I thought Eddie Murphy's stand-up was funny as hell. Um, the weird thing is, is that Pryor uh, basically thought that Eddie Murphy's comedy was too aggra- was too Aggressive. rough. Mm-hmm. It was too rough, and he said that uh, Pryor actually thought well, Eddie, like I said, Eddie Murphy wanted Pryor to do this film with him, and Pryor actually thought that they never connected while they were doing the film because he felt that Eddie, that. Eddie Murphy got offended when he told him that he had to basically back down a little bit on his comedy. It was too aggressive and too too harsh. Mm-hmm. And he thought that he offended Eddie Murphy and he wrote that in one of his autobi or one of the autobiographies written about him mm. or biographies one or the other. So um I found that very interesting because I I always kind of thought when you thought when you thought about Richard Pryor, you thought that he was an aggressive comic. But when you sit down and listen to his shit, he's really not that aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, la- a lot of people think of Sunset Strip. Well, well if you watch Sunset Strip, it, he spends like twenty five minutes talking about lighting himself on fire and running down the street high. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not it's not as aggressive as you think. And another thing that you saw in his career, his, his stand-up career, is you saw a big change in his comedy. You know, you had, in 76, you're putting out Bicentennial Nigger. Mm-hmm. And, then in, and then you flash forward to the 80s. Mm-hmm. He had gone to Africa. And when he came back from Africa, they basically said he, he felt that the N-word was, too aggra- was basically a negative connotation, mm-hmm. and he stopped using it altogether. So you're that. you're watching. I did not know that. What's that? I did not know that. Oh yeah. So he he was a guy who said the n word every other freaking word, mm-hmm. and then you flash forward to it, his later comedy, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still showed up in his movies here and there, right, but it yeah. wasn't in his stand up anymore. Right. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting about Richard Pryor, but um, honestly, I love his movies. I mean, even his bad ones. This is and this was one of those movies where I was just like, okay, now I got Eddie Murphy, and I got freaking Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. and then you throw Red Fox in yeah. there, and then you start looking at the rest of this cast, mm-hmm. and you start thinking, holy shit, this is an awesome black cast. It is, it, and it's not just the black people it's in the cast. The 80s. It's a great cast. Yes, especially the eighties. Yeah, I mean, now the weird thing is, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I've always found. Danny Aiello, whenever I think of him, I think of black films. You know, because that, he yeah. did do the right thing. Yes. He did uh, this movie. He he just, for some, well, and he was a jazz singer mm-hmm. uh, outside of movies. He was a jazz singer, which also kind of plays into it a little bit. But it, I don't know why I always thought of Dan when I think of Danny Aiello, I think of him He's as. He's an under-radar actor, too. Well, he is. He was always a strong character actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he was a good lead. I don't know. Like he, I, if you had him or Brian Dennehy, who would you prefer to have in a movie? Since they're kind of similar in build. I think Aiello is the better actor, but I think Dennehy has a slightly better presence. I'm thinking, um, and I mean, I if I were making an ensemble film, I would want Danny Aiello. But if I was had to make a role where it was a solo role, mm-hmm. 
it would probably be Dennehy. So I don't know why, you know, it's just, I mean, Dennehy in First Blood is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And his work in FX is okay. Some of the other stuff that he does later on. I know Danny Aiello died. Yeah, yeah, I have that on my list. I'm sorry. I never got to the people in this list. Another thing I noticed when I was compiling all the people that were in this movie, Mm -hmm. um, they all seem to be in music videos. And it makes sense because the 80s, especially the late 80s, was the apex of the music video. Yes. Okay? Yes. Um, so I found that very interesting that, you know, a lot of them ended up in different music videos. Now, of course, Eddie Murphy, y- you know, everybody knows, I would assume at this point, that he released an album. Because essentially when you're the number one box office draw, you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. So he put out Party All the Time, which was one of the worst fucking yeah. songs. He did that with, uh, was that Rick James or was that with... Uh, I want I think it was Rick James, but I don't really remember, dude. It's been so long. Would have been good if our producer was pulling this up. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, this is the kind of stuff you need to prepare uh, beforehand. <laughs> this wasn't and even prepared. This was just. Uh, that's my point. And <laughs> I even, I even on the phone call or a text we had the other day, I said you need to come up with different pictures and stuff, so that before yeah. this I can cue them up when we're on YouTube. Yeah, well, I've been busy because we can't do this stuff on um, YouTube. Right, right. So anyway, you had. Uh, <laughs> Why you wanna I just want to hear party all the time. Come on, uh, keep playing it in the background till uh, we at least get uh, to the. R- that's him singing. That is just like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you, got, you got Rick James in the studio. Like, all right, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Oh, of course. Everybody kissed Eddie Murphy's oh, ass. Yeah. Eddie Murphy could do no wrong, no matter what. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My girl wants to party all the time. Uh, but he I also... He about party all the time. Well, sure. Cocaine, <laughs> Cocaine <laughs> sex, whatever. Um, DTF, baby. Anyway, uh, the other thing, he was in a Michael Jackson video. I don't know if you remember that. He played a yes. prince or something. Um, yes, yes. I don't know if was I that wrote remember that the one time? down. Was that remember the time? Um... I didn't write it down, but I did. Uh, I did remember him from that video. Uh, Richard Pryor, who passed away uh, in December two thousand five, um, Red Fox died mm-hmm. in uh, ninety one. Danny Aiello died uh, two years ago in December. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had, uh, oh God, I'm looking for. Lila Rashawn. I I totally nailed it. I totally nailed that, man. He was in Remember the Time. Remember the Time. Look at that. He's a pharaoh. I remember the video. I didn't remember the name of the song. How do I know that? I I don't know. You're a bigger Michael Jackson fan than you let it lead us to believe. He touched me as a singer. I love Michael Jackson. He touched me as a singer. Or just touched you. It wouldn't have bothered me in the least. (laughs) Either way. Um... But then Leela Rashan, she showed up in a couple videos. Jasmine Guy. Ja- Jasmine I'm Guy was She singer. was in Different Liberian world. Girl, which was another Michael Jackson song. Oh, really? Um, she was in A Different World, too, right? Yeah, she was Different World. Uh, With uh, Malcolm? No. No? No. She was in Different World was the... Dwayne, no. Yeah, Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne was the character's name. Yes. Um. I can't think of his real name. Josephus Green. Yeah, that's it. And uh, the chick was the one, the Cosby chick. Yeah, uh, Felicia Rashad. No, that's no, the mother. That's the mother. The uh, daughter. She was the one that went off to college and did a different world. Yeah, um, that's Felicia Rashad's daughter. Yeah, that's it. Um, so anyway, uh, and then uh, 
another one, another big star, Robin Harris. Now, Robin Harris had a smaller role in this because he was kind of just starting out. Mm -hmm. But he also passed away in 1990. His first starring role in a film was a cartoon called Bebe's Kids. Bebe's Kids. And that was the movie that was going to launch his career. Uh It released almost two years after he died. Holy cow, really? So you talk about a guy who, you know, he struggled his entire way through – in, in, in his stand-up comedy and everything, and he got he he was on a lot of the specials. Yeah. Um. But like, he finally got his big break with Baby Kids, and, and then, then he ends up dying right dies. after he finishes. That I don't even sucks. think he finished doing the movie. That like, sucks. I think they brought in somebody to finish his lines, mm. and uh, then they released the film and gave the money to his family. Mm. But it was just a weird s- situation with Robin Harris. <laughs> um, but you had a lot of other stand-up. Co- the guy, the uh, you broke my moves, man. He was another stand-up. Mm-hmm. I, I, Charlie I, Murphy was in this too. Charlie Murphy, Charlie was in Murphy, this, and Uncle Ray Murphy. Mm-hmm. Both of them were in this, but they were both also in uh, Coming to America, mm-hmm. uh, which is in our archives. Yeah, coming. Yeah. yeah, we did it last year, didn't we? Yeah, that was one. Of, that was our movie last year. Wow. Um, Charlie Murphy passed away, April twelfth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I didn't even I realize that. I had no idea. I thought one. he was still around. Um, Charlie Murphy. But yeah, he passed away. He, his best work, of course, was Chappelle Show, yeah, and oh, the shit that he did on Chappelle Show was phenomenal. Never but I will never, ever, ever get past him from CB4. Do you oh, remember CB4? Yes. Holy fuck, dude! I love that movie. I mean, it's got a. It's another one of those movies that's got like a weird like cast that's that ended up with a lot of like kind of big names and and a couple big big names like chris rock but uh it was just a weird fucking movie mm-hmm. um but anyway i mean uh another thing that 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 uh that i picked up on was that uh with Del that there was such chemistry between red fox and Della reese that they wanted to find an opportunity for the two of them to work together again. So they made a show called The Royal Family. And that was a, it was like a sitcom. And it had, never heard of that. It had uh, Red Fox, Della Reese, and I think Leela Leela Roshan was in it as well. I'm not sure. But uh, the big deal with me is Stan Shaw. Stan Shaw. Stan Shaw, who plays... Candyman. Is he the Candyman? No. No, that's not the Candyman. No, that's not the Candyman. He plays Jack Jenkins, the the champion. Oh! Okay? This oh. dude, he shows up in such weird shit. Dude, you're right. You're right. Um, such weird shit. TNT Jackson, which was a uh, 70s black exploitation film. He was in Rocky. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times he's he either playing a boxer or a football player, by the way. Yeah. Um, Runaway, The Monster Squad, Fried Green Tomatoes, Fried Green Tomatoes, Body of Evidence, which Body was the Evans. Madonna movie. Madonna was in that. Uh, House Guest. Do you remember guest. that? Yes. That I was love that fucking play. movie. No. Huh? That's House Party. Oh, I'm sorry. House Guest was uh, Sinbad. Oh, okay. And Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, yes. Uh, Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat. I've been seeing Cutthroat Island on the stars all the time. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> should we do that movie? But here's here's a good one for you. you snake Eyes. S- snake. He was the guy who box- threw the fucking bo- yes. the boxer that threw the fight in Snake Eyes. That's an underrated movie. That's, I l- yeah, that's, that's one that I dig a lot. Yeah. Uh, Rising Sun and Daylight. Daylight was the Sylvester Stallone movie, and Rising Sun was um. Who the fuck was Rising Sun? Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes. I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember now. But, uh, you know, I like Stan Shaw. He's one of those weird guys that just shows up yeah. all the time. Um, but I, I just I thought it was quite interesting. That is quite interesting. So, What, what overall would you give this movie? So let's go to the grades. What oh, we're already to the grades? We're already to the grades. <sighs> Do I, I want to give this two grades. Okay. Okay? All right. I'm going to give this... The 1989 grade. Okay. And the 2020 grade. All right. So my 1989 grade, as a kid, this was one of my top favorite fucking movies. Mm -hmm. 
I would easily say this was like an 8.5 okay. in 1989. 8.5, 1989. Okay. The time in 2020, as a 45-year-old man, uh, a lot of this did not hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think didn't hold up the most? The, I saw how bad the writing actually was <laughs> in the movie because I ignored that as a kid. Yeah. Um, I saw how bad a lot of... I mean, the acting was fine. There wasn't a lot of problems with the acting. And the um, the story was good. And I really liked the way Richard Pryor played his role, which, by the way, was not specifically how he was supposed to originally play that role, but apparently he was having uh, issues medically at the time. So he had to kind of downplay the role because he was in constant pain. Um, but he... Uh, I think Pryor was really good in this. I think Murphy misses the mark on a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the back and forth between Della Reese and Red Fox and, and a lot of the characters. But the problem was the overall arching like acting in the movie mm-hmm. just doesn't hold up. The There's too many like little kind of plot holes and there's too many little weird things in it that, that just kind of irk you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would basically say at this point it's probably closer to a five and a half. Five and a half. So I go eight and a half, five and a half. Tom, what do you give this movie? I don't give a grade. He didn't watch the movie. I don't watch the movies. So uh, I I don't know why we even ask. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Throw me under the bus a lot in this in this podcast. This what? is stuff the producer's supposed to do. Hey, what did you think about the movie you didn't watch? I didn't Thanks, know you guys. didn't watch it. What's going on over there? Where'd you get the movie? Um, He's hurt. He's butt hurt. Leave him alone, buddy. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it. For a comedy, I'll give it an eight. So you think it's still up there? As a comedy. Okay. And I got to be in the mood to watch a comedy these days. I don't watch a whole lot of comedies. But if it was just a regular movie that I was watching, I'd agree with you around a five. Yeah. Maybe a 4.5. Wow, even I, that low? I, even, I enjoy the setting. I enjoy Eddie Murphy. But again, it's one of those movie, movies where I watch once every couple of years. And See, I and that's... Be in the mood for comedy. Yeah, and it's a weird thing for me. Like, I think Danny Aiello was excellent in this. I think Pryor was excellent in this. A lot of the other people in the movie, I just kind of... Like, even The Crying Man, I, I love our city. I love the scene. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, the acting in that is just god-awful. God-awful. So. <laughs> but I don't know if it's on purpose or not, because who the fuck knows? I mean, Who the fuck knows? Well, next week we'll be covering, uh, we haven't covered this actor at all yet. Yeah. We haven't all, we, we, we. None of these actors, well, one of them we've covered. Cole, Cole, uh, Cole Meany. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Under Siege, the 1993... 1993. 1992. Two. See, that's the thing. It's in that. It's in that range. That weird decade, right? Decade that we talked about. So, so Under Siege, um, starring one Steven Seagal. Uh, of course, we're talking about was he a deputy and and, and um, he's a deputy and what in this in Louisiana? No. For oh, real. oh, in real life, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't get a show. chance to watch any of that Sorry, show. Sheriff's deputy in New Mexico. Yeah. I, I, I think that that show is a national treasure, uh, but I didn't get a chance to watch any of it before this Steven review. Steven Seagal is a national treasure, and I will never forgive New Line Cinema for failing to have Steven Seagal in Mortal Kombat. Steven Seagal should be in Mortal Kombat. As who? Raiden. Really? Yes. Interesting. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> that, w- that would have been a nightmare. Listen... Christopher Lambert sucked at Raiden. Hey, I'm not saying I'm it, not it s- doesn't get any worse. I'm not saying either one of them would have. I good. just think it would have been. Actually, we've already done Mortal Kombat. Which we is did <laughs> Mortal Kombat's in the uh, <laughs> repository. Yeah, <laughs> it's out there. Part one and part two. We didn't do part two. No, there's there is a part one and a part oh, the two. Part, yeah, yeah, that is before we started. Yeah, we started. We we originally did like two parts for every yes, movie, yes. except for Titanic, which we did. Or no, Robin Hood. We did three, we did three parts. Yes. And that's an excellent one in that my is, opinion. That is an excellent one, yes. You need to listen to that. 
So anyway, um, next week, Under Siege, we will uh, see you then on JB Drawing Podcast.